Welcome to the Let's Talk International Education podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Benny, founder of Top Schools. We're here for you, whether you're a parent, grandparent, teacher, as long as you're interested in education, you're in the right place. We work hard to bring relevant, up-to-date and possibly controversial information on all things related to education. In this first season, we've invited education leaders from around the world, as well as parents just like you and I. We're pleased you found us. Don't forget to subscribe. And here's today's episode. Good afternoon and good morning um, in Portsmouth Grammar School this morning uh, with the head of the school, Mr. David Wicks. Uh, morning, David. Good morning. So it's a beautiful day in Portsmouth. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, if you have questions as we go through, please post them. And if you have questions, if you're watching this on Catch Up, we'll be happy to answer them later as well. So you can see the school in the background. I believe the students are just going to their first class. That's correct. Morning, morning lessons are about to begin. So um, thank you for having me. Um, I thought it was my first time to Portsmouth and somebody reminded me I might have been here in 1980 something, but um, I don't remember. I'm sure you, so. I'm sure you were, you're a toddler, but baby in arms at that stage. So I'm going to consider this is my certainly my first time to Portsmouth Grammar School. Well, you're so very thank welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, now, I know that you have a um, few Hong Kong families here already, and we're going to hear from one of those um, parents later. And you have a number of Hong Kong students here. And um, so we want to talk about um, why Hong Kong parents might choose your school. I want to start with the, the name of the school. And I think Hong Kong parents and myself from my youth would know what a grammar school, what we think a grammar school is. Is Portsmouth School actually a grammar school? It's a grammar school in the sense of when it was founded, it was a grammar school, and that speaks to our academically selective nature. But in British parlance, we're now an independent school. We've just retained the name that we were first created with in 1732. Yeah, so I just wanted to clear that up. And so tell me a bit about, we can see the school buildings um, behind, and tell us a little bit about the history of the school. Yeah, so the school was founded in 1732. It was a donation from a local doctor who was keen to transform uh, children's lives. We've been right at the heart of the city for a very long period of time. Our original school buildings about uh, 400 metres away from us, sitting on a roundabout. Uh, the school itself is, uh, we took over a naval barracks in the late 19th century. So we are part of the school are the old officers' quarters and part of the school is, are the ratings quarters. There's a tremendous history. Where my office sits is where the old Portsmouth Theatre used to be. And uh, the legend has it is where Charles Dickens wrote Nicholas Nickleby. And if you've read Nicholas Nickleby, you'll see a lot of it is set in a, in a theatre in Southsea. So it was uh, likely to have been written there. And uh, uh, the great uh, violinist uh, Paganini also performed on that, on that stage. So right in the heart. Now, obviously, historic buildings, but over a period of time, because we've been here a long period of time, we've looked to adapt and, and modernise. And so we've got a very modern uh, science building, very modern sixth form centre, because although we enjoy our heritage and our tradition, we're also looking to the future all the time. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about Portsmouth as, mm -hmm. as a city because it's it's not a million miles away from London. It's it's a two-hour less than that. I think it's, it's, it's a, a, an hour and a half. I think on the train, the fast train. Yeah, school. It actually reminds me of a number of Hong Kong schools. It's actually not that different. So I think it's important to say that this is not a boarding school. No. So for parents who might be interested in a UK education but not fully convinced that boarding is the right option, we're going to talk a bit more about how that works later on. But um, so tell us a little bit about how the school integrates with the city and how 
it's so convenient. Everything is just a, a few minutes away. Well, that's that's right. So, so um, I mean, the vast majority of our of our students either come in public transport or they walk to school. We're on what we call Portsea Island, so we're surrounded on three sides um, by by the sea. Um, my visits to Hong Kong, uh, the water plays a central role in Hong Kong, so I enjoyed catching a slightly colder. Here, though. Well, it, it, it is slightly, it's slightly colder, but um, it's one of the sunniest cities in uh, in, in the UK. And uh, when I first uh, came here, when the students asked me. Um, what I liked about it, what I said was the light. Mm. Um, it, 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 it's really bright here. The sun does shine, you know, more than most most places. So I think it's very warm, and welcoming. The city itself, it's it's quite a densely packed city. You know, city. It's one of the most densely packed cities in the UK. So people live cheek by jowl with one another, but that also makes it quite a friendly place. Um, people are used to um, bumping into people, having conversations, talking and so on. And it's quite a diverse city. It, 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 like many port cities, it's a diversity. We have people from all over the world here. So there's a real sense of mm. multiculturalism that goes on and we celebrate different cultures. Last weekend, I was in the local theatre, the King's Theatre, for celebrations of uh, uh, Chinese New Year. It was, it was amazing. Uh, the theatre was was packed out um, they sold all their tickets and it was wonderful to see a celebration of Chinese of Chinese culture and to see all the New Year celebrations. There's other Chinese takeaways called Mayfair um, do you have a Chinese supermarket? Uh, there is a, there is a Chinese supermarket absolutely. Okay, very important. Yeah well no absolutely absolutely. <laughs> so you mentioned diversity in the city so it, it is important to say this is not a country school um, no. it's not the rolling green hills of, of some of the very big boarding schools so the children are not boarding where are they living? We believe in something called, called homestay. Children come over from overseas and they stay with host families. Now, those host families are thoroughly checked out in terms of their, their suitability and to ensure that it is a suitable environment for international students to come into. And the reason we like it is we think it's the best of both worlds. There's that sense of um, independence because they are living outside of school. There's a sense of personal connection because the homestay family can speak freely with uh, the the overseas family. And it really is that preparation for going off to university or going into the into the world beyond. Mm. It also helps with, um, I think, with integration, because rather than being in a boarding house where you might club together, you're actually out in the city. So you get used to being in the city and you pick up uh, local friends much more easily and you go out and socialise. So there's that real experience of being here in an urban environment and a diverse urban environment which then prepares you well for university and beyond mm. so it's really immersion into absolutely not just school culture but but british british culture, culture. Portsmouth culture. absolutely 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 and british culture is, is various you know and multicultural so it's great being out in the, out in the city mm. i didn't eat in the chinese but i ate in the italian which was very authentic proper italian owners and um, yeah. it, 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 no, it's quite right and, and and, you know, we would point to you know Bangladeshi community or an Indian community. There's 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 lots going on. And also because the university is in town, so there's lots of student accommodation all around. So lots of international students here for the university. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, and Portsmouth University itself is very keen on those on those international links. And we have a very good relationship with the university itself. Mm. The university is next door, mm. so we have that, that you know that multicultural experience. Mm. Yes. So so tell us in terms of the diversity in the school. Are they Predominantly British students. Yes, predominantly British, British students, but coming from a, a variety of, of ethnic backgrounds. So one only has to walk across the school, and you know you can one can just see the diversity. And it's one of the things that I love most about the school. You know, look, look across the what we call what we call the quad, and we can just see both in terms of you know boys and girls, but also in terms of the different eth- ethnicities that we, that we have here. It's great because it brings it into a melting pot, and 
it's really useful for, for all the students here to become accustomed with the fact that people come from different backgrounds and come from different cultures. And there's a real vibrant exchange of ideas going on. And that's, that's I mean, it depends if the Hong Kong family is coming from a local school or an international school. I know that a lot of, a lot of our families are coming already from an international school, which is very diverse. Uh, I know that we, we have, we're very fortunate to have your head boy here today. Um, who will meet in a moment yeah. and also uh, one of your Hong Kong parents yeah. that will meet in a moment and so I want to talk a little bit about how the I mean you have a small Hong Kong contingency here but they're very much integrated into the community absolutely absolutely they're, you know, they're spread throughout the years and they they, they, they mingle I mean one, one wouldn't know one can't tell which are the children on the, on the homestays, which are the children who are, you know, you know, based based in Britain permanently, because everyone mixes together. Mm-hmm. And no, and and you, and you will will meet Oscar. I mean, he's a he's a he's a he, he's our head of school. He, play, he plays rugby in the first fifteen. He plays in there lots of bands. He's a fantastic musician, and he's a great representative for the schools. If you have any questions for Mr. Wicks, for Oscar, for Mrs. Chan, a parent that we'll meet later on, please type your questions, and I'll try to find a moment to to have a look at those. Oscar, hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. So just tell us a little bit about your life at PGS. So I've been here since reception. My dad was from Hong Kong, but he decided that coming to a, like an English, uh, like coming to England was a better, like had like better educational backgrounds, but also a like a more diverse, like amount of opportunities I could get Mm -hmm. compared to if I was in Hong Kong. So that's why he preferred England. And so, yeah, I've I've played rugby here. I've done a lot of music, done drama, performing. And you've been here since you were four. I've been been born here. In this school? <laughs> yeah, I've been there, here since four years old until now. And, how, and what year are you in now? I'm currently in year 13. And I'm next year, I'm looking at going to uni. Right, right. So what... Just tell us a little bit about the culture here at PGS from your point of view as a student. As someone of like Asian background, I think it's really nice that even though I am slightly different, I can like integrate with everyone really nicely because all of the students are like really accepting of different cultures. The culture in general is just really diverse. We have like prayer rooms for different ethnicities. We have people can just talk to different year groups just because they're in same, the same, they have like the same kind of backgrounds. So talking, I don't know, just about like socialising in general is just really nice and comfortable here. So you're very much integrated. Yeah. And, um, so we should switch to academics because you, you've been through the school, you, you've done your GCSEs here. Yeah. And your, can you just tell us a little bit about your path to university? Personally, I've always like, I've always enjoyed like the STEM kind of subjects, sciences, maths. And I think being in PGS, they really honing your skills on the subjects you love. They won't say no if you decide to switch paths or anything, but I know that I've had a very like comfortable like journey through GCSEs, currently through my A-levels. Like it's really nice that I'm getting sufficient support, independence to like learn, further researching opportunities and yeah, just having a great time cruising through A-levels. Even in year 13? Yep. <laughs> cruising even, through A-levels? Even in year 13. <laughs> so may I ask which subjects you're taking? Uh, so currently I am taking maths, physics and chemistry with AS further maths. So that's going into what, engineering? Engineering, yeah. At? At Cardiff, maybe looking at Southampton. Okay, that's quite close. Mm-hmm. And then with a view to career, any ideas on career choice? Hopefully to be a civil engineer 
more more so on like a management side just because i think i excel a little bit more on managing things mm-hmm. rather than maybe don't want to get your hands dirty <laughs> yeah maybe a little bit <laughs> so so what are the facilities like in in i saw the dt the dt lab yesterday and the facilities for stem and for um yeah can you tell us yeah. a bit more the science the science like section is really nice it's clean it's modern all the uh, equipment are checked out we're allowed to do a lot of experiments having fun messing around doing the more practical side of things not all just having theories because truthfully like learning about it in books and writing rewriting it down is is great for learning but just seeing the practical side of it and seeing the applications is just you can truly visualize how things work and that's why like the science department is really good here and then with maths there's a lot of um support outside of just lessons so we have clinics clinics for all subjects but for maths especially there are like challenges going on ways that students can just push themselves even further right so so you're presumably a student that hasn't needed any additional support but you're looking for um extension and and challenge is is that fair to say uh yeah and that's been provided Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Okay, we would love to chat with you more later, Oscar, um, maybe if you have time. I think you probably have to get some lessons, do you? I think I should be fine, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Very. Uh, we'll talk to Mrs Chan in a moment. I think we'll come back. David, I want sure. to pick up and extend a little bit more on the academics yeah. that Oscar's talked about, because Oscar's obviously one, one student, mm-hmm. very capable student, um, yes. presumably, obviously. <laughs> What's the range of abilities um, within the school? And, and we often talk about value add. Yeah. So we're not looking, not every student is as brilliant as Oscar. And, and so what can you provide to, to yeah, those No, students? absolutely. So, uh, I mean, I think we have a, by British standards, a, a limited range, but there are a range of students here. Um, at, at, the, at the top end, we uh, really put, can push students on. We have between six to, to 10 students going to Oxbridge every year to read you know, competitive courses. And as Oscar has alluded to, they're very well catered for and pushed on. But we like to think that we're able to drive all students forwards. And you mentioned about value added. We do um, baseline testing when students come into the school. So we, from that, we can get an assessment of what their, their natural ability would lead them towards. And then at, at GCSE, we can demonstrate that we add approximately half a grade per student per subject. That's what we would call our value added. How do we do that? Well, I think Oscar's talked spoken about the support that's available. We have a, a learning support department, which also is our English as an additional language um, provision. So the students are well catered for. Um, and that's part of what helps with immersion, because obviously the one better one is able to speak um, English, the easier it is to have those conversations which have the immersion. So we can drive those students on. So we feel that we, we benefit every student that comes here. We cater for them. And I think, as you got a sense from Oscar, it's very much an individual journey. We're not trying to make people into bricks where they all look the same. We here talk about living stones. They're individual stones. We come together to build a, a, the dry stone wall that is Portsmouth Grammar School, but each person at the school is unique and they're on their journey. And what we want to do is support them with their journey, developing their skills, their attributes, also helping them meet their ambitions. Mm, that's an interesting point. I think a lot of the Hong Kong schools are offering IB mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of Hong Kong parents might look at a British school. We have a few in Hong Kong, but then a British school in the UK where it's GCSEs, mm. which is a broad spectrum mm-hmm. of subjects. But then some parents would be cautious about having their children specialise um, so young mm-hmm. 
but in a sense you're saying that you play to their strengths. We do, we do, we do indeed we play to their strengths, like, by, and the choices are theirs. They're, they're guided in their choices, but they get to choose the subjects that they are passionate about mm. A-level. But I should say in a, in, a, in a sixth form, again, I mean, not wishing to sound like the best of both worlds in homestay, but also in our sixth form, um, we have um, various other aspects to it. So we have um, a programme called Ignite, so on a, on a Thursday afternoon, the students uh, have electives where they get to choose uh, different courses. And the whole point of that is to um, inspire them, to ignite a passion in them to pursue. We also have something called Extend, where they have to do um, a project, an independent research project. And that might take the form of the EPQ, the Extended Project Qualification. And um, we have increasing number of students doing that and doing very well at it. But if they decide that the EPQ is not for them, they still have to do an internal project, which they don't have to um, produce and talk about. And we also have community action workplace, which is something that we, like we've, ta- we've taken very much yes. from, from, yes. From, from the IB because we think that's a really important thing to do. So on Monday afternoons, our students go out into the local community, into workplaces, and they contribute back. So what we feel we've done is taken the, uh, the, the rigour, the academic rigour and depth of A-level subjects and paired them with other parts of, of, the, of the IB course that we like. So it really is that amalgam, which we think is the best of both worlds. I think that's important to mention. And so for a student like Oscar, I mean, it's not, let, let's be honest, it's very typical for, the, especially the Hong Kong students, mm. to choose sciences. In an Ignite programme or an Extend programme, would he be encouraged to take something a little bit different humanities based absolutely i mean that, that's very that's very much i mean the, the choice is again down to them but they're encouraged to do yes. that because of course they may come through with different passions they might have a passion for, for you know for art mm-hmm. and they've decided to put that to one side for their intellectual subject study mm-hmm. but they still have that passion so we would look to encourage them to do that equally the other way around you've got people the person that's chosen humanities so they might pick more science-based things they might look look at medical ethics say um so 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 we, we have those and that that's point but it really is there to design to to to, to, to fire that passion inside them mm-hmm. because it's not just about as we all know it's not just about academic qualifications mm-hmm. is that also something to mimic something like the first year uni in the US, for example, they do all the 101 courses, which I find very interesting, especially for a child that doesn't want to specialise too soon. And they get this broad range of medical ethics sounds so interesting, but there would be a broad range of very interesting different courses. Exactly so, because we want to be stimulating their thinking, stimulating their creativity. We talk here, we have two values of creativity and curiosity, and we want our students to be curious, we want them to be curious when they're here, but to leave knowing that curiosity is such an important value to have because it will encourage them to keep asking questions, mm. to not th- take things at face value and to go beneath the surface. And mm. if your interests are leading you down a path, then keep going down that path, but keep asking questions. I should mention at this point, Dave, you're quite new to, to PGS and it's been a year? And less than that. I, I started in September. So, so oh, very new. And you, and you, so what are your plans um, for the next, have you got a three-year or a five-year plan? Well, I, I, I think, yes, yeah, no, well, certainly we're, we're working on it, so to speak, because I think it's important as a new head, you don't come in and, and impose your ideas. Of course, I have my ideas, but they need to marry up with where um, uh, PGS is at and the, and the community. What we are looking forward to is um, we've got our 300th anniversary in 2032. So many things will be um, looking forward to that. I think we want to continue our excellent academic profile and develop it still further. Lower down the, sto- the school in key stage three, so that's years seven to nine, we're looking at revamping 
strengthening our curriculum and really focusing on how we can prepare students much more for the 21st century. We know the skills and values they're going to need are ever-changing. We know that um, perhaps they're not going to be in the same job for the whole of their life. So we, we, they need to have adaptability and flexibility. And we want to start preparing them for that younger rather than waiting until they're in the sixth form doing that when they're younger and that doesn't mean we won't still focus on academic subjects because of course that's a basis to basis too but we're very much looking to, to, to put those changes in to year seven to year nine which will help prepare them even better for GCSE and A level but also even better to go into the world and really make an impact. Yeah it's just such a confusing time isn't it to be a to be a student to be a head of school. I think again one of the criticisms of Hong Kong parents they this is this sounds very IB you know there's a lot of the same language that's being used whereas parents would some parents would look at the UK system and say it's a little bit too prescriptive it's a bit too narrow but but that's certainly not the case or it depends on it's, it's open to interpretation. I think I think I think that, I think that's right. I mean, I think we are trying to blend the elements of the two because we we like the the the, the depth. I mean, going back to A level, you you just get more depth at A level than you do at IB. But IB gives you that um, flexibility of thought process and that breadth. So what we try and do here is provide the breadth for the students in other in other means, but also give them the depth and the rigor that A level gives you. There's no right answer. There is no right answer. Yeah. And, and it's important that there are different choices out there. And, and, and I think if there was a right answer, everyone would do exactly the same thing. And clearly, <laughs> clearly we don't. And that tells us that tells you something. We are running out of time. I, I can't see questions, but we're going to talk to, um, should we bring in um, Mrs Chan? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Mrs Chan, have a seat here. Um, so Mrs Chan is going to tell us about her experience at PGS. And you're from Hong Kong. Yes. So uh, can you just tell us why did you choose PGS for your children? Uh, yes, briefly. Yeah. 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 My husband, um, two years ago, confirmed to work, change, relocate from Hong Kong to UK. So his office has several bases. Some is in South and some is in North. So finally, we choose South mm -hmm. because the weather, um, uh, the climate is more suitable for Hong Kong people but finally we choose Portsmouth because we try to search a lot of school in UK and then we search Portsmouth we find PGS is a very good school uh, very high in academic and the repetition and historical culture is very strong mm. so we try to reach yeah uh, PGS and your children were in a local school in Hong Kong yes so how did they find the transition to they feel welcomed and supported at PGS? Yeah, yeah starting from uh, interview with PGS teachers, principal, everybody support very well. So we go through the process for interview and assessment and then coming into school, every part my daughter can have support and teachers much help to her. And then she feel very welcome in PGS and the classmate. Um, she meet very, uh, she meet a uh, few friends uh, when she's coming first day. And then those friends are her best friends up till now. And she's already the second year here. The first year is year nine, year ten. Now it's year eleven. So this is the important year. GCSE. Yes. Yeah. Also, we choose PGS is uh, one thing is PGS has very strong uh, academic in sixth form. Mm. Yeah, we find impossible. Not so much to with high school and also with 
exit form, the PGS yeah can provide yeah she can um she can stay in high school and to six form. She don't need to adjust. Change. Yeah, change. Yeah, again. because some of the schools in the UK, the state schools, they will finish. Yeah, and then they need to go to six form college. Yes, yes. Thank you. We will chat more later, okay. and we will put the video up. Thank you so okay, much. Thank, thank you. you. I know the schools that um, this trans children came from, the local school, Chinese medium of instruction. So. You mentioned about the EAL program, and I want to ask a little bit about the selection process for children whose English might not be where it needs to be. What is the selection process? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we we have um, assessment papers in um, in English, in maths, in non-verbal reasoning, and we also, as Mr. Chandler said, we have an interview, and the interview is really important. Now, we don't expect children coming from overseas to have the same level of English, um, but we are used to understanding the concepts and ideas that they're talking about if they can't express them yet. And we can see, we can see that. And I've, I've worked in four other uh, independent schools in this country. And I'm, I'm well used to doing interviews um, via Zoom, um, speaking to children in Hong Kong, and one can get that sense of what they're like, their personality. And in particular, what we like for our children is that they've got an enthusiasm about something. What, what that is can be entirely up to them. But once we get that sense of enthusiasm, which shows us some of those qualities like curiosity, like compassion that we have, we know that we can take them here and, and we will be able to provide them. And uh, you know, acquiring languages, people have different proficiencies for acquiring languages. Some of the children will come here and they will be in our EAL, EAL classes for a short period of time and then they're ready to be fully integrated into the classroom. Others might take a bit longer, but we know the best place for them to be is with the other students because they will learn the language much more quickly. And we'll just touch base with them on a weekly basis to keep giving them those basic building blocks to drive them, for, drive them forward. And occasionally, the, the battle usually is from people, from the students who um, want to, uh, you know, get out because I think their English is, is even better. And we, we want to say to them, we just want to make sure your English is really, really good before before we completely sign you off from EAL. But the provision is there because because you know we we want them to excel. And the immersion, especially if they're staying with a host yeah. family, and, and there's there's really no option. No. Um, and we know that children pretty much of any age will pick it up very quickly, but it's just about the attitude in the beginning, because we do see a lot of schools, even in Hong Kong, that will actually decline a student um, for entry because they feel that they, they would struggle to learn in English, yeah. whereas before they've just been learning English. Yeah. So, so for us, it, very much, it will be to do with the to the age at which they're coming into the school as well. Right. You know, you know, clearly, you have uh, different expectations of somebody coming into year twelve as you would for, as you would from year seven. But as you said there, and as we clearly believe, because we're in education, we believe that people can be taught things and can learn things. Otherwise, what's the point of being a school teacher? So, so you know, we're prepared to take them, and and, and they will learn and they will pick it up. And being being in this environment, they will pick it up really quickly. And, and then we have some children who then apologise that, that, that their English isn't perfect. As you can tell from me speaking, my English isn't perfect either. And I've been living in this country for over 40 years. So, so, so it's not a selective school per se. Um, Not based around their on their English ability. It is an academically, academically select, selective, selective school. So talk us through. Is it CAT four test that you use for baseline assessment? Um, no, we have we we send our own, our own our own tests out. So is it cognitive ability? Yeah, so we're looking at it, 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 there's partly English. Maths in particular is a very good predictor. In fact, maths maths is a really good predictor yeah. for how they're going to perform at English yeah. for you know, for GCSE and we and we do non verbal non verbal reasoning, which gives us a score. You know, gives us information as well. Right. 
we can do our, our figures and we know that the maths test is the best predictor for GCSE results. Oh, interesting. Is that right? That's very interesting. I would have completely failed that test. <laughs> I, I doubt that very much. <laughs> so that's, so it's not selective and um, so English as a second language is certainly not an issue. Not, not at all, not at all. But academically selective. So can yeah. you te- tell us a little bit more about, about that? Because obviously you have a commitment to produce the results that you produce. Yeah, yeah. And you do have the half a grade value add, mm. but there has to be a certain... Yeah, there's, there's a certain level because, because, of, because of the nature of the school. And we want the children to come to the right school for them, whatever school that school that is. And, you know, we are, as, as Oscar has alluded to, um, a, a, an academically able school. Uh, we have a range within the, within the school. So if we're using, um, you know, the scores you know, from about 110 to about 140, it, you know, is where we are in terms of our, our, our baseline, baseline testing, right. which is absolutely fine. But within that, the attitude of the student is really crucial too. Because it's students that are prepared to come and work hard will get the most out of things, and it's it's that's a snapshot in time. It's not a it's not a marker that's going to sweep you for the rest of your life. So we we have you know that basis, so that puts us by British standards above national average in terms of our in terms of our intake. Do you want to just explain that because I understand, but what does one ten to one forty? Yes, yeah, so, so we we do baseline testing, and it's a bell curve, and uh, um, the bell curve one hundred is, is is the middle of the bell curve essentially and so average average, so and and there'll be students who go down to about 60 and 140 is 140 is the highest and if you're at 140 you know you you are you're in the top percentile and essentially most of our students are from 110 to 140 and that's very similar to what we have we do the same testing and almost all the students in Hong Kong are scoring within within that same range I was going to come to the happiness uh, as a value and mm. um, because we're talking about bringing children over to the mm. UK and some parents might not be completely on board with boarding mm-hmm. we hear that a lot um you know the separation and the anxiety and it all feels like too much so living in Portsmouth with a family or if the, if the family indeed choose to relocate and they all live together and, and how do you measure the happiness of your children because that is surely linked to academic success Quite right. So we talk about our children being happy and successful and deliberately the happy comes first because we know that if children aren't happy, the rest of it is quite hard to drive forward. So we have really good relationship with, with our with our homestay families and um, that personal connection is really important. Every day when the students come into school, they also will be spending 20 minutes with their tutor in small uh, in small tutor groups. And they'll have that personal connection, that eyes on, which we think is so important. And, and our tutors are very good at spotting um, issues. They're then through, through the school day, I have to say, this is a really caring community. So sometimes we have people such as our, uh, our, our catering team come and stop a teacher and say, I'm a bit worried about x because they seem a little bit down today and usually they're you know they're quite happy so we have that information going in we have a structure which then has heads of years and above that but the real key is that close contact between the school and home because we want to ensure our children are happy and you know without that we're building on foundations of sand so (laughs) happiness comes first yeah 
And if that's a homestay environment, then that's like the home away from home. The home away from the home away from, and, and the, the relationships we have with our with, with our with our homestay families are are, are excellent. Mm -hmm. um, and they will come in. They'll come to the, the students' parents' evenings. They will involve themselves yeah. in the students' lives. They're not they're not a distant thing that that somebody stuck up in a bedroom somewhere. They are actively involved in the children's lives, yeah. and that's the selection process by the start for for a homestay family. If they're not prepared to engage and do those things, yeah. then they're not the kind of family we want. We want that engagement because we want the students to be supported. How many children do you have on homestay? It's quite a new programme, I understand. Yeah, I, so, I, so I think we're just in, in eight to ten, I think. Right. And you've got capacity to grow because yeah. because I think you know, we, we see it as a, as a real growth area because we see it as the best of both worlds. Yeah, it, it's, it's such an interesting option. Honestly, when we, we first started talking about this uh, several months ago and I know for some yeah, some schools operate a homestay, but I haven't really grasped the concept. And um, no, uh, yeah, it's... Well, I mean, we, we found it's really work, worked and that's why we're looking to expand the programme and we're looking to move it from, you know, from 10 to 20 and then from 20 to 30. And we think that's a really good, that would be a really good number. We'll be able to support those, those children. They will come. We think they'll thrive here. They will also offer so much to our community by providing that, that globalised outlook on the world, which is so important today. We are running out of time we could talk all day we have a couple of questions which i think we've answered about the selection process and about the english instruction so we'll definitely comment on those questions in more detail later on i want to maybe end by asking you and i know that you're new here but mm. if you had to use five words to describe pgs just five yeah, i'll okay. be counting the first word is welcoming without a shadow of a doubt it is such a welcoming place my favorite day was the first day of the year when the students came back in and I saw my staff, the way they welcomed them, it was just beautiful and really heartwarming. So welcoming would be one. Diverse, definitely. I, you can't help but think this school is not diverse. Ambitious. We're ambitious as a school, but we're also ambitious for our pupils and they're ambitious for themselves, which I think is a, is a, great, is a great thing. And it will take them to many different places. Forward-looking. We're very proud of our tradition. We're proud of we've been here almost 300 years, but we're not a place that's uh, set, set in the past. We look to the, look to the future because we want to prepare our students for the future. And caring. I think it's a really caring environment. That goes back to that happy and successful. It's happy first because then you'll be successful. Why did you choose to come to the school? I chose to come to the school for, for a number of reasons. I've known about the reputation of PGS for a very long time because I was born not too far from here. My father used to work on Portsdown Hill, which is, overlooks um, Portsmouth. So I've known about the school. Secondly, I felt ready to come to the school because I'd already served a headship somewhere else and I felt that I could contribute to the school. The third reason is because when I came here, I felt very much at home. I felt welcome um, and I felt that palpable sense of community. I loved the diversity of the school. And more importantly, at the school, there's a real commitment to bursaries. So uh, to giving financial assistance to children who otherwise couldn't afford to come here. And I'm really passionate about that because it transforms people's lives. And I went into teaching a long time ago because I wanted to make a difference. And I feel that this school makes a difference for all of our pupils. It's so important that parents do come to visit the school because, as I say, we've been talking for a few months. I arrived here yesterday and had a very good look around and it's so different than talking to you on Zoom and actually coming here. Yeah. And we always say to parents that you have to 
see the school, but you have to smell it, you have to feel it. And there's something emotional that happens when you step inside the school. Unfortunately, maybe not all of our parents will be able to come, but they can meet you in Hong Kong at the end of the month. Absolutely, yeah. So, so um, uh, Julie Jackson is the head of admissions and I are coming to Hong Kong in the last weekend of the month because we want to meet people face to face. We want to have that personal connection, that personal interaction, because we think it's important and we're only too happy to meet people and answer any questions they have about school. So that would be the next best thing. Completely. And we'll put the link, uh, we'll put all of the details um, in, the, um, in the comments and we'll send it to everybody that was um, watching today. Thank you for um, thank you for doing this, David. It's been so interesting. Thank you for having me, and uh, I hope we can get to meet um, some of our parents in Hong Kong at the end of the month. Oh, well, thank you, Ruth, for facilitating. Thank you, and thank you for watching. And uh, we'll say goodbye. <laughs>